Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. Welcome back to another episode of Cannabis Karaoke. I'm your host, Danny Keith. And uh, as we've discussed on these previous podcasts, we're going to keep uh, pumping these things out during this this quarantine slash martial law slash self-isolation period. And I get to keep talking to some of my, my really good friends, which is awesome. Um, we're about to have a conversation today with Carl Sailing III. He is actually the founder and CEO of the Hollister Cannabis Co., and none of that is really as important as the things that you're going to learn on this because that's just like the tip of the iceberg with this guy. Um, I've been watching him for better part of a couple years um, and impressive track record that you've laid out. Um, but on this interview today, I want to talk about your successes. I also want to talk about you're a big time, um, you're super genuine and you're super compassionate. You really care about your people. I want to talk about how you've kind of put some precautions into place for the people that work with you. Um, and then how, what you kind of see happening on the back end. So welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time and, uh, let people know kind of the brands that you're working with and, you know, you got some exciting things going on. Awesome. Thanks, Danny. It's, uh, it's amazing to be here. Uh, very grateful, um, as always to be communicating with you. I, I always enjoy it. We have fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. And this I is some crazy, crazy shit face. right now. <laughs> you run hash bones all over your face. Better on your face than other parts that we don't, you know. Oh, dude, know it ends up key. everywhere. I, we can talk about that <laughs> too. Like right? when, when you were test beta testing <laughs> that hash bone that we were smoking. Yeah. I think it was at Hall of Flowers. And good God, I bring it up all the time because it's one of my most embarrassing situations. I literally <laughs> had it all over the place. But um, yeah, yeah PSA, crazy. don't rub oil and hash on your face well don't <laughs> don't bogart the, the joint when it's it's covered in oil and hash oil and, hash. and realize where you're grabbing it um that wasn't all my fault we were in a different state of mind at that particular moment but um you know right. what? I would actually take responsibility for that because I don't think I adequately instructed you on how to use that so okay. I will take Fair that. enough we mutually I still ended up with it everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's, anyway. uh, it is, it is interesting times right now. I mean, uh, it, oh, full, dude, man. full disclosure to everybody that's listening, Carl and I do a couple things together, you know, um, and likely to be doing more together. And we were having some exciting conversations just not even two weeks ago, um, about a product that you're going to be rolling out with a, a particular celebrity, so let's talk about those things. Let's talk about like how all the exciting things you have going on and then what you're doing to kind of prepare for these next couple of weeks. Sure. Yeah. So um, first we just uh, announced that we've signed uh, the, the definitive agreement to acquire Venom Extracts. Uh, Venom Extracts is probably the leading concentrated company in Arizona. Uh, and uh, they also have uh, facilities pretty much ready to go in Las Vegas. Um, so that, uh, and, and it, it's a really uh, accretive acquisition. You know, they did, um, 
16 million Canadian um, or, or 13 million US about last year with, you know, over a million dollars in EBITDA, which in cannabis is like, a, I think it's like a white or maybe a rainbow unicorn. Uh, I don't, I don't right believe now, anybody <laughs> in cannabis uses the term EBITDA just for, for, yeah, the, yeah. Just for yeah. the record. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a business guy in cannabis, not a cannabis guy in business, but I just happen to be a lifelong cannabis user. Um, I, I agree. With so that. anyway, so keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this acquisition, uh, this acquisition is uh, pretty pivotal for us. It uh, pretty much instantly 10 X is plus our business overnight. Uh, you know, the next day that we're closed uh, it, expands us into Arizona, which is uh, pretty challenging to get into. Like you just can't roll up and, and start, you know, grabbing licenses or doing anything there. It's pretty challenging. So, and, and then it starts to pave the way, you know, for Vegas and then we're going to bring them into Hollister uh, and build out a spot in our facility for them. And then we'll start you know, manufacturing all those awesome products and distributing them. So yeah, that's, I mean, that, that that's instant, just one deal. <laughs> that instantaneously, congratulations, by the way. I mean, we've definitely been yeah, having thanks. discussions about it, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, but that automatically puts you as an MSO. Like you're now, Correct. you're now a multi-state operator, which profitable multi-state operator, profitable multi-state operator. And that gives you the opportunity to take your California brands into other markets in, uh, let's just say a, a cut to the curve of what most people would have to, you know, if you want to go into another state in case you didn't know in cannabis, you can't just, it's not like you're cooking or baking cookies and you're going to take the cookies to Illinois with you. You got to find a baker, uh, someone that's going to grow the weed or grow the bread for you. And like all the things you need in a traditional business, um, you would be able to just take with you elsewhere in this business. Not so much. So that's another reason why, it adds so well to your current cache of, of acquisitions recently, because now all of a sudden you're able to, you're able to um, bring brands that have a well-established track record in California into other States. Yeah. Which is great. You know, so, so we'll be able to extend, you know, the Hollister brand and then also our Hashbone brand into Arizona and Las Vegas. Um, I'm, I'm super, I mean, it, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, you know, we're in Vegas a lot. Once Vegas gets turned back on to go into a dispensary and buy a hash bone, that'd be amazing, right? Well, you've done such an, I mean, let's just talk about that product right there. I mean, most people, it's the paperclip of the weed industry, if you will, because everybody does uh, a cone, uh, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, a lot of people will do infused products, but your product is like, it's a little bit of a unicorn. Not a lot of competition out there. I mean, maybe people could say the tarantula. Is that even around anymore? But uh, there's there's not very many things. And you've done such a great job of just pounding that vertical with that. You know, most people try to expand too quickly. When everybody else was expanding and adding concentrates and all this other stuff into the market, you just stayed steady as she goes and, and kept pumping out hash bones. And, and now it's kind of like the Coca starting to become a little bit like the Coca-Cola of the industry where people know hash bones, like, and people, it's not like people go, Oh yeah, yeah. I know about hash bones. Go, oh yeah, dude. I know about a hash bone. I, I've done hash bones <laughs> before, you know, and our people are saving them. Like we talked to our buddy of ours the other day, Aaron, and he's like, I still got my hash bone. I might break it out now. 
So how did you figure, like, what what was going on in your head when you hit that particular, because you've had a couple other products um, in the space, but you hit hash bones and you kind of like, it seemed like you kind of went all in on that, that product line. Yeah, so earlier on um, in legalization here in California, yeah, I started to realize that bubble hash was not really around anymore, you know, because there's more label, uh, labor to make bubble hash than, you know, versus crumble or a concentrate, you know, uh, equipment's doing a lot of the work, you know, when you're using a solvent, you know, the solvent's doing the work with bubble hash, it's ice and water and a dude with, you know, some bubble bags uh, working it. So there's some, uh, some extra labor in that. So I think a lot of people, kind of thought that it was too labor intensive to make that pro, you know, to make bubble hash and, and then especially to have it at a price point that's um, attainable for people. Yeah. What does it retail for so, real quick? Well, a, uh, you know, bubble hash, um, our bubble hash retails for about 25 to $30 a gram. Um, and, you know, we're producing, I call it value everyday bubble hash. It's not your full melt. Um, you know, super high end because that would be, you know, 70 bucks and, and not really a, attainable, you know, to well, it starts becoming more, more people. champagne <clears throat> versus. Yeah. And, beer. and that's not where the market is, right. You know, right now, um, no. in, in, in all reality that the market is more, you know, mid-level, um, What's a hash you know, bone affordable for? products. Yeah. Hash bones go for, uh, between I'd say 15 and 18 bucks, uh, depending on the dispensary and the taxes wow, and all that's that retail? stuff. That is retail. And that is with, um, you know, our standard hash bone is a full gram, uh, with, uh, 25% bubble hash and 75% flour and it's full flour. It's not bullshit trim mixed in there. It's not trim. You know, I like to say that we throw out what most people grind up and put in the joint. Now, you've always been a guy that's brought <clears throat> one of the things I really, really appreciate about, about you and, and your ethics are you do things the right way, not the easy way. Um, sometimes the right <laughs> way is the easy way, but most of the times the right way is the hardest way, you know, yeah, and, it's been the hardest way. and uh, dude, that price point is kind of, you might be, that's a great, I mean, I, I've seen just regular cones go for 19 to 22, um, obviously right. the higher end, you know, they're a little bit, you know, more branded, if you will, name brand is what's driving that purchase. But for the quality that you provide, I'm just going to go on a little PSA right now for hash bones, the quality that's in that product and the price that you're, that you're going to pay as a customer hands down, um, the best, best deal in the space at the moment from what I see out there from jamming around. Yeah. Plus it's uh, super clean, right? I mean, you know, there's no solvent. The only thing that's really touched is, is water, you know. So, um, yeah, hash it, and it's a hash is a great high, and you know, it, so it adds, you know, some potency to the pre-roll as well as you know flavor from all the terpenes that you get that you wouldn't normally get. So, um, I'm super excited. Our goal is, and, and I'm actually saying it now that Hashbone is the number one infused pre-roll. Um, in the state of California. Have you, have you backed that uh, up with data yet? Or is that just you throwing it out? No, no. Um, it is not yet. <laughs> you know, just to be I, real. I would agree with you because I go into a lot but. of, I mean, just on the visual aspect, sorry, just on the visual aspect, no, like I've seen it in, you know, I actually, when I go visit dispensaries, there's 
two brands I asked for because they're not that you're not everywhere, but sometimes it's a little more obscure product, right? So I, I asked, yeah. and you carry hash bones. And I'd say probably two thirds of the dispensaries I go into, because you're in like well over 200 doors, right? With that product? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in, um, I think it's like 220 or something like that. It's it, like it the number one product that bit. people don't even know is a number one product. That's what I guess I'm getting at is that you're, you're <laughs> everywhere and it's a, it's a product purchase that I know you do a good job of educating bud tenders and I, and I know it's a big important piece for you. Um, but you're, you're like, um, if, if we were comparing uh Hollister to the tortoise and the hare, I'd say you guys are the hare only because, and, but you're like a sprinting hare. If or I'm sorry, you're, they're the tortoise. You're a sprinting tortoise, and because you're so methodical about how you partner up, who you partner up, and where you're at, I mean, there's only 600 doors in the state, if you will, that are open. I mean, you can argue that point with me all you want, but that's about my estimation. To be in 200 of them means you're probably in the right 200. I mean, anything more than that starts becoming a an accounting nightmare per se on the on getting paid. Yeah, I I would agree with you on the uh, the tortoise kind of thing. You know, we've uh, a lot of people consider Hollister like the sleeper brand or, or the sleeper company because when everyone was kind of really high profile, I was kind of low key and behind the scenes, just my head down, grinding it out, you know, building this business. It's you know, anybody that's been in cannabis in California for a minute, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult. Well, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember when we did October last year, we got on, and by the way, just all disclaimer, he has been on the show before and, we may or may not have smoked a hash bone on the last before the last show. So if you listen to that episode, we were a little bit in, we, we forgot that we were recording, but um, I remember back even as late as it's just as long ago as October, which isn't that far ago. Like we've, I've got, I've been blessed to watch the evolution of walking into your facility for the first time. And then, you know, getting this small, like, you know, the, where you guys have all your stuff, it's like, okay, this is a pretty decent size operation. Then Kapow, you open into the, what, 30,000, 25,000 square foot space that you had. And back then it was like, you know, even like October might as well be three years ago. Let's just get that out of the way. First of all, if you're not in the cannabis space, a month is like a year. And so, you know, October might as well in every other business, that's five years ago. Um, it was kind of like, man, what are you going to do with all this stuff? This is a big spot. You're like, I don't know. I'm kind of doing this. And like, you were still kind of going through your, you could be going public, which is something we haven't even really touched on yet. And I want to kind of pivot to that. But like just from October to now, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you back on was, um, first of all, you're doing some cool stuff like having online smokeouts with people, but um, also just wanted to catch up with the progress that you made in, in, in the timeline was been relatively short, but I'm sure in, in the experience, it felt like it was really long. Yes, I, I would agree with that. The experience feels very long. It's like, really? It's only been, <laughs> it's only been three years, right? Yeah. It's right. like I've been here forever. <laughs> no, but even from October to now, it's only been, what's that? October, oh. November, December, two months, three, it's been five months, but literally when I look back at what you've accomplished over the last five months, and look, it's been it's been a methodical with intent kind of process that I've seen you go through. I mean, we we get the benefit of talking frequently about different things, and so I've got you know information that most people that are doing an interview probably wouldn't have about you, and yeah. how you've gone through and navigated it, and especially with this big acquisition that you just you got done with Venom, 
Um, you know, those are like, those are kind of the things that make your eyebrows kind of go, huh? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call Hollister a sleeping company. I'd call Hollister. Like you're under the radar, dude. You're the one of the, the in Hollister. Like there's not a lot of people doing business in cannabis in Hollister, right? Like how many people? No. Um, let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five. But most of those have five. just come on, right? Like it's when you, yeah, you so were the very one, first one and then came Genesis. Yes, I am the first. Uh, I have the the very first license here in um, Hollister. And I was also the first active business. You know, getting a license is one thing. Getting it to where you can actually turn on the lights and, and be in business. That's a whole separate deal. Um, so, so, yeah, so very little cannabis here. But, you know, the city's been really... Um, great to work with, at least for us. Um, and that kind of goes back to my whole business philosophy. You know, we operate correct. Um, and, and not everybody does. And even people not in the cannabis industry, you know, they try to cut corners and play games and, you know, building inspectors, they don't like that. So once you start playing games with them and messing with the city, you know, it's just, they get this bad, you know, taste in her mouth for your business. And then they start fucking with you over stupid shit. So um, we've uh, really built a great relationship with the city. So much so they've awarded us this uh, cannabis safety coin uh, that no other company has. It's hanging on my wall in, in our facility. So super proud of that. And one thing I want to touch on with the hash bones, uh, we are probably, I'd say, two weeks away from releasing a, a new version and it's our hash bone minis. Uh, and that's going to be a five pack of half gram hash bones, especially at a time right now when sharing joints is uh, not the thing to do. Uh, now you can purchase a five pack of hash bones and share them with your friends and each have your own individual hash bone to smoke. What a, <clears throat> first of all, good job. Second, Thanks. what are they, what are those retail for? That's a five pack. I'm assuming they're three quarter gram joints, right? Yeah, still working that out exactly what that's going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be around 30 bucks. Okay. Um, but um, still working that out. No, that's a great idea. I mean, it is. It that's. I think you know the funniest thing when. Well, it was not funny. I get. I think maybe the most. What's a better word? Interesting thing. Like when we were still talking about Hall Flowers happening, I'm thinking, how am I going to smoke like that many joints? <laughs> without <laughs> catching the coronavirus from somebody you know, I know. I, and i know that's i'm not trying to make light of it at all by any means but that was like my big i was like i'm i'm gonna die like i almost already you know let's just talk about the meetings that we've had and the, the you know the meetings that we all have in the space like if you're if you're truly in the space like i remember i sat down with uh kenji from uh be real stuff and we were meeting out in hollywood and I literally was doing the crisscross joint passing, you know, and those guys roll like they're rolling joints while they're smoking two joints. And all I could think of was like, I'm Hall flowers. I don't, cause I don't have the willpower to turn down a joint when it's passed at me. And so unless the person's just hideous, at which point I deny, but, <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm thinking, I know I'm going to hang out with Carl. I know we're going to be chilling. How am I going to get past all this? And then they got canceled. How is, um, I know that we, you know, we were talking back and forth via text uh, over the last couple of days about, 
you know, Hey, are you still chilling at home? Like, what's your plan? Um, how, what have, what have you guys had to kind of do at Hollister, you know, in, with respects to this virus? Um, I don't know if San Benito County is under a shelter in place, but Santa Cruz County yeah, it is, is now. Yeah. San, pretty much most of Northern California, I believe is going to hit martial law here in the next couple of days. Um, just because people aren't taking it serious and because we are exponentially growing our cases. How did you hit that head on as an, as a uh, CEO and as a, as a founder and as a, the responsible person, what what flipped the switch for you to go, all right, I got to put a plan in place to deal with this, to protect my employees, and to ultimately think about your family? Yeah, I put a, the plan in place last week. I um, uh, I do have to say it's been great uh, of great concern to me. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I'm most proud of being a business owner um, and if I get choked up when I start talking about this, it, I'm, I'm an emotional guy. So I love it. And I'm also a manly man too. So oh, yeah, dude, I'll know, knock you the fuck and, out if you step out of line, but <laughs> I'll, I'll cry, I'll cry while I'm knocking you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know, being able to provide for employees and help them feed their families, put their kids through school, all that stuff that means the world to me and my wife, Amasa, you know, cause she's also my partner. Shout super to important her. to her. She's, she's an amazing, you yeah, this is a- her first time. This is her first time feeling this feeling because you know, she hasn't really had a business like this before. I've had multiple companies with, you know, 50 employees and a bunch of stuff. So I've, I've had this in me for a long time. Yeah, it's culture. But, I know, think that's one of the biggest things that we share is culture. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, Last week, um, I put together a document on all, all the different aspects of the coronavirus and what we need to do as a business uh, in order to protect ourselves um, and our employees and um, you know the people around us. So we instituted um, some new sanit- sanitation procedures um, early last week, and once I started seeing you know things start ratcheting up, um, <clears throat> and then. Um, you know, we've worked with our employees on training. I've trained them several times on what to do, on how to do it, especially cleaning. Um, Amos is on top of it with them. Today, uh, uh, yesterday, San Benito County went into shelter in place. Um, I worked with this, well, spoke to the city, and you know, they all agreed that cannabis businesses are an essential business. So, you know, we are allowed to stay open as long as we follow the social distancing. So everybody in our business, they're six feet apart, um, extra washing hands, everybody's wearing gloves, you know, so it's a lot of um, cleaning and just staying alert and you know, not thinking that it's bullshit because it's not. Uh, and then, you know, I also haven't worked out with them that if they do not feel comfortable, you know, they are not forced to come to work, you know, they can shelter in place at home with their families, you know, and we'll do whatever we can to assist them. Yeah, I think that's a good job, though, by the way. I mean, I think I saw that you're part of a we're part of a mutual Facebook group. I just got jumped into um, where there's a lot of conversations. Uh, I'm not going to mention it just in case they don't want to be publicly acknowledged. But yeah, um, the you're a pretty active voice in there. I've seen just right out of the gate. And so, you know, it's not a small group. It's close to 9000 people in it. And uh, it's all people that are in the cannabis space discussing some of their problems. I think one of the things that 
I really appreciate you in addition to the culture component, which we share, you know, look, I, I try not to use the word employees ever. We're just in business together. I happen to be driving the ship. I'll also be the last guy to get off. And so it's not, no one has to work for me. I want to build a place that people want to work for me and will work for me through whatever situation we have to go through. Um, I think it's tried and true when you have the same support from people when things are tough as you do when things are good, because a lot of times when things are good, people are just hanging off your nuts and, and taking a coattail ride. But, um, so I really appreciate that about you as far as how you do treat the people that work with you and that are, that believe in your leadership. But I also like how you're willing to jump out there and help people unabashedly and without really any reservation around, secrets or, I mean, you're not like, we're not idiots. You and I, um, we're not going to give you while we could give you our chocolate chip recipe. We know we have special secrets that we're not going to necessarily share. And, uh, I just, I just think that it's something that, especially as we go through this period in time, the people that will come out the other side as strong or stronger are the ones that are willing to extend a hand. Is that, I mean, how do you see well, speaking it? of that in, in, in speaking of that, here's something that has inflamed me. I mean, I, I saw I'm, you get pissed I've, on Facebook the other day. I was wondering. I'm was so pissed. So the people that are out there, you know, buying up all the hand sanitizer and shit like that, and then trying to flip it on eBay and Amazon and Facebook Marketplace for an exorbitant markup. You know, fuck you. I'm so pissed off at that. That's so here's what I'm doing. It's a felony. Yeah, yeah, but 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 here's what I'm doing. I, um, you know, we use isopropyl alcohol a lot in our business. I've got a shit ton. Oh, that's why you sent me that picture the other day. So we are, um, I'm, I'm waiting for my bottles to get in, but we're going to start making hand sanitizer and giving it out to the community for free. That's fucking awesome. Fuck, fuck, fuck those fuckers trying to make money on this. You can't, I mean, ah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, my, like my hair on my back is up and I'm like pissed off now. Yeah, because the people um, that they're taking advantage of aren't guys like you and I who go, fuck you, I'll, I'll take that from you, thank you. It's the people yeah, that feel no, like they, it, it, it's, yeah, the, it's the vulnerable The homeless people. guys. Yeah. Or, yeah, the vulnerable people. But they, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I really hate that. And, you know, I'm all about capitalism. I'm out grinding it, making money. It's about making money, but not like that. That is not the way to do it. No way. Yeah, I mean, I... I Nothing about me ever. I'm a crafty guy as well. Like I've had to pivot. I mean, my my main job every day is not sitting here podcasting. It's, you know, I'm on the road. You and I are constantly like, where are you at now? I'm over here. I'm here. Sometimes we cross paths in random places, but I'm a traveling man, just like yourself. And to not be able to do that puts me in a situation of like, okay, what am I going to actually do now? You know, but I would never, never take advantage of, even we went grocery shopping this morning. Um, it's why I was late on that call because they're talking about closing our grocery stores in our town. So I was like, look, let's get a couple more weeks of food, like things that we, you know, we know we can sit on for a minute and, you know, come back. And it's like, when we were in there, like there was things where literally there was only four left and we saw people taking all four. And you know, that normally when you shop, you're not buying four things of Mac and cheese bites, you know, you're, you're buying one. So why are you buying four now? Like, that's just either you're afraid or you're greedy. It's one of the two. You know, I could forgive you if you're afraid, 
but no, nowhere does it say this virus is going to make you shit your pants. I don't understand the toilet paper. So <laughs> I don't get that either. Or, or, or like the, the three cart, cart, you know, shopping carts full of milk. Like, how are you going to drink all that before it goes bad? Right. And some of these people, like <laughs> I got to, I, the, the compassionate side of me has to say, man, these people are just afraid. And then, and then you find out that they're flipping that milk, you know, online. You know, if you're going to do anything, if you're going to hoard, buy to give. If you have the ability to buy that yeah. much, you know you're not going to use that much. Like, we purposely went out and bought more food than we probably needed in case some of our neighbors aren't able to, aren't able to get food or soup. Or, you know, we can fling somebody a couple boxes of mac and cheese because none of us has really ever experienced something to this caliber. Like we did go through a similar financial transaction that, you know, the great depression did. And fortunately there's just too many damn people in the world today to let things go to a depression. So it was the great recession, but now we're kind of, we kind of flip flop 1917, 1918 was Spanish flu. 1930 to 33 was a great depression. Now we're flipping it. 2008 was the great recession. And now 2020, 21 is going to be, the coronavirus, you know, and so we've got to stick together. We don't know what we're, we're in really uncharted waters right now. When the government, the stock market has lost every bit of its gain since Trump got into office, every bit of it, it's back down to 19,000, right? And it's going to keep going lower because nothing's happened. The whole world is stopping. I talked to someone today and they're like, it, this is, this is not going to happen. The world can't just stop. And I was like, motherfucker, it's stopping. Like whether you want it to or not, it's stopping. So I, I, I applaud you for doing that, and uh, thank you for, for being compassionate. Um, what about what's going on? Let's talk a little bit. We've, we've kind of talked about hash bones. Lots of other exciting things going on for you. I'm going to be selfish, and I'm going to pitch up the one that, that I've got a little bit of, of a hand in, and it's the Tommy Chong brand. Um, you have been able to come up with a product, and I'll let you introduce the product, um, that I feel is another unique uh, niche. It's a it's one that I use it every night now. I just so you know, I take at least one pipette or two a night if I'm not giving away the product. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? And and like I know that's just about to roll out. Um, let's talk about yeah, super excited about let's that. Let's talk about Tommy Chong's cannabis a little bit and and how it impacted your stock. Yeah. So um, we are. I'd say maybe two weeks away or less of launching uh, Tommy Chong's cannabis full spectrum elixir, uh, which is a tincture. And that's going to be uh, one to one. And uh, it'll be a total of a thousand milligrams. So, you know, 500 milligrams of uh, THC and 500 milligrams of CBD. Uh, it's all full spectrum. With, uh, really with simple. A little, with a little kiss of berry. With a little kiss of berry. Yes. Really good. Sorry, keep Could, going. Keep going. Yeah, 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 because, you know, just oil, crude oil by, you know, full spectrum oil by, it's, by itself uh, doesn't taste the best. <laughs> so you, you need to help it out a little bit. Um, real simple ingredients, you know, MCT oil, sunflower lecithin, and that's to help uptake in your body. Uh, it's all natural, full spectrum cannabis oil, and then some natural flavoring. Now, uh, and, and MCT oil. So we are using organic MCT oil organic sunflower lecithin and uh, all natural flavoring. We can't put the words organic on the packaging because cannabis is federally legal and organic is a federal thing. 
Um, so we're not even in the ingredients allowed to say organic, which is kind of funny. Well, um, but again, another case in point, yeah. doing things the right fucking way because you should. Totally. Even though you can't take advantage of it. Most people will be like, oh, fuck it. I can't put organic on the label. I'm not using organic because I can save a couple pennies instead. Look, I, I take it every night, dude. It And I've taken a lot of different products. I mean, let's just say good old Danny here has been a kaleidoscope for the uh, cannabis space. But I um, I really enjoy it. I hit the I hit one pipette of it. Boom, boom. I chill. Next thing you know, slumberland for me um, on it. So, and That's I know awesome. Tommy likes it too. So does Paris. It's gotten really good reviews, and I'm excited. I think the other thing that's super cool that I want you to talk about is it's a rebranding um, of Tommy's brand. It's going to be going from Chong's Choice to Tommy Chong's Cannabis. Um, so you're going to be one of the first uh, people to be launching a product under that new branding. Uh, what did you think about that when you got the opportunity? And then obviously, you know, we, we have uh, a relationship and that's kind of why it happened, but it didn't happen by accident. It happened because you do good work. What was your thought process when you were re evaluating um, the, the product to be put out? Yeah. So I was looking at, you know, kind of, you know, cause Chong's Chong's choice already had some products out in the marketplace. And, you know, I was looking for a, a good segment of the market. That's not super crowded, you know, like vape pens and, and things like that. And, you know, to, to something that would kind of, you know, speak to what Tommy's about, you know, Tommy's about healing, you know, it's not really just about getting high, you know, cause Tommy's a survivor and uh, cannabis is, is what helped him survive, you know, so, you know, tinctures, um, it, it's, it's typically more, more on the medicinal side, you know, you're, you're not doing tinctures with your buddies all night long, like you would be smoking a joint, right? So it was more, you know, focused towards that. And I really liked the new branding, you know, Tommy Chong's cannabis. Uh, it, it actually aligns better. Uh, so people, you know, that may not exactly, you know, Chong's choice. What's that? Oh, Tommy Chong. I know Tommy Chong. Uh, so I think that that's definitely better branding. And you know, we're excited to knock it out of the park with this skew and, hopefully introduce many more SKUs down the road. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, the tincture market is, uh, like you were saying, vape pens and concentrate. And even even the vertical that you are in with hash bones is a fairly populated it's crowded. Vertic yeah. vertical, you know. And the tincture market, it's, there's a couple players, but it's just not as heavily dominated as some of the other categories. And I think especially for the demo that, <clears throat> that will be purchasing this tincture like it's perfect for those that that don't want to smoke cannabis like i'm trying to actually slow down on how much i smoke versus how much i i can't eat it i'm not a very good um edible person I, for whatever reason it just hits my body differently but which sucks because i get so many free edibles but this tincture send them to me <laughs> the tincture <laughs> is is magic dude i don't have any outfall from it you know um that's I, awesome yeah it's been a really good product and and I'm excited. So you're doing a one-to-one -one right now. Um, every yeah, but I need to, to stop you for a second. I need that quote. This tincture is magic. And we'll, we'll, we'll put that on a poster with your face. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
That makes me feel good. I like that, Carl. It is. Look, I don't bullshit, man. Magic. I tell people if their product sucks. That's one of the reasons why I don't do product reviews because I can't just take your money. I'm like, this is garbage. Here's your money back. I don't. I don't want it. You know. And so, um, and that's another reason why, like, I'm I'm so. You know, look, we're both at a point in our life. We had this discussion the other day to get a little sappy about, you know, we're both at the mid-century mark. And uh, you start looking at shit. Well, first of all, smoking weed keeps us young. Second of all, our mindset keeps us young. But we're we're at a point in our life where we only want to work with people that, that we want to work with and that bring something to the table and that we can mutually benefit um, from each other. And, and I think that's the most pleasurable thing about working with you is that I don't gotta. I don't gotta cover my back door. I can talk to you candidly, and and I don't gotta worry that Carl's gonna be under. A lot of people, man, you can't do that. A lot of people can't. Like we kept that tincture thing under wraps for yeah. a minute because we didn't want anybody to to jump out there. This industry tries to claim it's super compassion and kumbaya, but let me tell you, there's plenty of knife wounds in Carl's and I's back that will tell you otherwise. <laughs> <coughs> Yes. <laughs> no, no comment. So you got Tony no, Tong. You're launching that in two yep. couple weeks, and then what's next for you? What's going on? You you are you are a well. We have another person. one that. Well, I, I've got some more. So, so we have another um, tincture that that we're launching um, under a brand called Tactical Relief, uh, and that is targeted to uh, veterans and first responders with PTSD, and probably. Um, people after experiencing the coronavirus, um, just sheltering and all that other stuff, they'll have some PTSD as well. Um, and it's the first key with them is a, a 20 to ones, you know, CBD to THC tincture, again, full spectrum and all the same good ingredients. Um, you know, the brand we're working with is uh, tactical relief. The guy, um, Adam Smith, who, who, who's one of the founders, he's like a, a green beret and you know, he's 1% of the 1% of the badasses in the world. Um, and, and he has an amazing story. Um, you know, we're behind it. And uh, something that we're doing with, with that product is a uh, 5% of all the net profits uh, we're going to be donating to veterans based charities in the States that we're selling it in. Thank you for that. So that's I, having had a dad who was a veteran who, <laughs> who succumbed actually to the opiate crisis because his doctors pumped him full of opiates. I know full well, um, he would still be with us had, had that not started happening. So, um, I appreciate that. And I think it's uh, it's okay. I think it's a good, um, a good thing that you're doing there. I didn't even know about that to, to give back to the veterans. I mean, I think that's something that we overlook, um, quite a bit. And so it's, it's interesting to see how you are, Again, culminating all these brands together um, and and putting them forward facing, all under by the way, which I'm trying to lead you to, which is that you're a publicly traded company. Not very many cannabis based publicly traded companies doing that well right now. Nor are they in multiple markets. How, give us a little bit of insight well, on uh, that well, as we get. Uh, go ahead. Also, I mean the 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 management, the C suite they're not really in cannabis. I mean, there's a lot of, like most of the publicly traded companies out there, like you see them in interviews, oh, do you smoke weed or cannabis? Oh, no, no, I don't. Um, never, never, <laughs> trust them, never trust them if they're not doing the drugs that they're pushing. <clears throat> no, so, I mean, I, I've been a business guy all my life, 
but I really come from the industry. I, I, you know, I'm not somebody outside that's now, you know, some publicly traded dude throwing around a bunch of money. That's not what happened, you know? Um, and I, I am probably one of the only publicly traded CEOs that smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> I would say that you're like a fucking archer with your publicly traded company. Cause you're like pulling the arrow back and like, and like you're getting things that you're like bringing in kit, like you're bringing in like trophies that are like, Whoa, like, Oh shit. Like every time I talk to you, there's like something else that you got going on. So I, I wasn't trying to mean that you were like crazy, but you're definitely making solid moves right now. Yes. And, and it's impacting your stock positively. I don't know how things are going right now at the market. Not right now. Right. But that's the, not your uh, fault. Coronavirus has fucked everybody. So yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. I'm just saying like, no. but you were, you were making acquisitions that like when you, when we were, when you did that press release for Tommy Chong, it moved your stock a little bit, you know? And so yes, it did. people, people are, you know, it's always, I always tell people you can concoct whatever you want behind closed doors. When you put it in the market is what you really see is what's happening. And you're kind of at a point now where your acquisitions are positively impacting your, your stock transactions aside from the coronavirus and you're not stopping. You're, you're putting together by your acquisition of, let's just lay out the, the field real quick and this puzzle that we're putting together that's in front of us. Hashbone's out of call out of Hollister, California did really well. <coughs> we're jumping rope a little bit. Then you start doing some other things. Then next thing you know, you, you get your, finally you get your, building and your everything's going good then you go public then you start acquiring some stuff you, you pick up the license for tommy chong you pick up the license for another celebrity based brand you start moving a little more bingo bango you hit this venom deal now you're a multi-state operator everything that you're putting <coughs> together is being put together with the long haul mentality and that long haul may be 18 months but the you're thinking in the long term like most people acquire shit because of they want to take that business out or it's their competition or or whatever, you've done a really good job of not having a lot of OPEX overlay on your acquisitions. How do you're not just from cannabis, bro. You've been a business guy for your whole life. Like, yes, that's got to help you out considerably when you're in a you feel uh, like, tremendously when you're in a feel like you're in a land of ding dongs, you know? Well, yeah. And you know, what has been most interesting about that. I've been in business. Like I, I started my first business at 16. I am now, as you say, 50. Um, I didn't say it. I said mid-century. Well, okay. Same thing. <laughs> Different words. Um, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've been in business. I've been through a bunch. I mean, I've, I've been public before. I, I had a publicly traded telecom business. So, um, yeah. So, so that's a big difference. And, you know, with the stock... And right now, and I think even more so today, and it sucks for all the people that are having problems, I, I really feel for them. There's going to be a lot of buying opportunities for us that we're going to be able to acquire really amazing companies that, you know, for whatever reason, aren't able to take it to the next level. And we're, and we're going to be able to assimilate them into the Hollister platform and uh, make that a reality. I mean, that's it, that's kind of the exact thing I wanted to kind of get to as we wind up here is that you have put yourself in a position where you're not you're going to go out there. And, and I know how you are. You're going to acquire people. And if there's good people in that company that you're acquiring, you're going to keep them on because you're 
you're a guy that wants to have people around you that are good at what they're doing. And then you do a good, you're good at what you're doing. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting over these next five to six months as, as we kind of navigate through this virus, as well as watching you kind of methodically assemble, um, the hot rod that you're going to be driving as we roll into 2021. Yeah. Cool. So, I agree. So why don't you do this for me as we kind of wrap up? Why don't you let people know, um, website, social media handles, all the brands <clears throat> that you're working with. Um, and then we'll, uh, sail off in the sunset and let you go smoke another hash bone. I was smoking one while we were talking. I knew just, it, you, know. you son of a <laughs> That's why I was coughing a little bit. I know. I didn't say that. <laughs> I was coughing right now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, awesome. So you can find um, Hollister Cannabis Co. at HollisterCannabisCo.com, at Hollister Cannabis Co. for Instagram, at Hashbones, plural for Instagram. Our stock symbol on the CSE is H-O-L-L. We are actually traded on the OTC now. So if you're in America, you can purchase our stock. Um, that symbol is um, something different. Um, I should probably know it off the top of my head, but it's kind of new. So, um, yeah, cause OTC, yeah. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that, uh, that just happened. Um, Congratulations. so it's all, thank you. It's on the OTC markets and it's, uh, H S T R F. Wow. And it's like super cheap right now. So, um, it's a buying opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I, I just had a, I'm doing a little bit of consulting right now as, as kind of things are paused. And I told someone the other day, I said, it's never going to get any cheaper than it is right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe nope. a, a, a slight bit, but not it's, it's, I think we are going to spring back. So, Hey, listen, I really yes. appreciate you. I, I love what you do. I love your curriculum. I love your culture. I love the ethics um, if people want to get behind a company that, that exudes the reason why cannabis should be, uh, legalized, I feel like the Hollister Cannabis Co and its subsequent brands that are working with it, um, all the way up to the leader and all the way down to the person grinding and, and rolling joints, top notch organization. I really appreciate you giving me time today. And, uh, I'm certain that the listeners will get something out of this. So thank you, Carl, and make sure you stay safe. And uh, I give the love to your family. Um, you're quite the family man. Thank you as well, Danny. It's been an honor to be here again. And uh, hopefully I'm on here many more times. I, I, I really appreciate the forum. I love what you're doing. Um, and, um, you know, stay safe. And I really appreciate you as well, man. Hey, man, you have to come back on in like six months to keep everybody updated. So till then, okay, I'll All talk right. to you later. You got it. Later. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the book your interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke, grab the mic and tell your story. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments. 
many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.